0: When a client hears 4% guaranteed, what do they hear? That their account's going to grow by 4% a year. And I don't blame them because if you don't know what you don't know, that's what I would assume. But when you actually run the numbers, it's like less than 2% internal rate of return. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. And here I have, I guess, said my left hand, beautiful man, <laughs> Caleb Williams. How you doing, man? I,
0: I promise you, I did not pay him to say that. <laughs> I do feel like I'm going to be replaced because you are one good person at introing podcasts. It's a pleasure to be on here, and we're getting a lot of people reaching out to us, scheduling meetings. What are you seeing from the field, man? As you're taking calls, I'm glad you asked. And uh, you know, anytime I'm
1: Back here in the studio, we love to talk about life insurance and asset. I know you guys love it as well. And so, initial meetings, and I've been having dialogue with with clients and prospects, and you know, just people in general. People are bringing up to me that is four percent okay. guaranteed has been a conversation that's came up multiple times. Uh, they said they've had a conversation with a different agent, a different company, and they said, hey, this isn't what you're telling me right now isn't necessarily what the guy down the street is telling me. They're telling me that I'm able to get four percent guaranteed. Like, why isn't that? Yeah. And uh, I have to go into a, a deep explanation around why yeah. that is and what is actually going on. I'd love to hear your two cents on what is
0: actually happening and why people are actually saying that the four percent guarantee is a thing. It's super interesting. Number one Anyone that it's a deal breaker on the rate of return doesn't understand the power of life insurance as an and asset versus an or investment. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So we're getting this four percent is in the insurance company on whole life as of the time of this recording. I know that there's some new changes and for future whole life this might be changing, but the guaranteed column, this is essentially the the Every whole life carrier that gives you an illustration, you can see like the non-guaranteed column, which, which essentially says if the dividend remains this way for the rest of 20, 30, 40 years, you sometimes can do a non-guaranteed column where you're giving a, a maybe a more conservative dividend, this is what you'd have. And well, then what you could say is worst case scenario, you have a guaranteed column, which is saying if n- dividends never got paid ever again, this is what you'd have, okay? and it's a 4% guarantee. But there's a problem, Dom. When you actually run the numbers, we call this IRR, internal rate of return, it's nowhere near 4%. So it's very confusing. It's like when a client hears 4% guaranteed, what do they hear? That their account's gonna grow by 4% a year. And I don't blame them, because if you don't know what you don't know, that's what I would assume. But when you actually run the numbers, it's like less than 2% internal rate of return, which by the way, could be a great thing compared to a savings account, could be even a guaranteed rates long term and a whole life insurance contract could outperform an a like asset as it relates to liquidity. But at the end of the day, we feel lied to because we're saying, worst case scenario, I'm getting 4% and I'm getting nowhere near than 4%. I want to just break down these numbers because when the insurance company, and this goes with dividends too, don't, ever choose a company based on the dividend without understanding how it translates to IRR, the actual rate of return that you're getting. If you have 4% dividend, the company will pay you 4%, but then they're also gonna take out cost of insurance, mortality, cost of people dying, and they're also the cost of doing business. And so with that, they take that out and then you get a lot less than 4%. The cool thing with whole life that this is important to you is it has a guaranteed column, it should be positive, If your guaranteed call never breaks even, give us a call. It should be positive. And also, a lot of these companies are getting closer to the guarantee because of interest rates, but all these companies being mutual are trying to be profitable, trying to find ways, whether it's investing, whether it's being more efficient on less overhead to create a profit. And that's why we're such huge fans of mutual because you get the guaranteed plus, which essentially means you get a better internal rate of return because a dividend is in addition to what they're on the hook for. Is that somewhat
1: helpful? Yeah, no, it's extremely helpful. I just want to be super transparent and authentic because I think what's happening is selling a guaranteed 4% can be sexy. And a 4% on top of a dividend now, I mean, if you look at a mass mutual dividend rate and then you also look at the guaranteed, well, I'm getting 4% from the guaranteed and then I get a 6% dividend. I mean, you add those together, that sounds like 10% to me. So officially we're getting 10% in whole life insurance. Sign me up, it. Sign me up for it, right? And so... It's just not ethical because that's not correct at the end of the day, right? And so, from a mathematical standpoint, I've actually looked at some of the numbers. You'll actually see is more close to like a guaranteed two percent from the guaranteed side, and then the dividend, depending on expenses, et cetera, et cetera, will be close to about another two percent as well. So that's why you see an overall IRR of close to four percent, depending on the way the policy design, the efficiency, the age of the client, et
0: cetera. So, in other words, the four percent guarantee the actual rate of return that you're getting after all cost of insurance and all these other things is 2%. Now, we've got to be careful because I think sometimes we can get over analytical and we can say 2% is bad. We're buying permanent life insurance that has a death benefit that may be increasing, could be structured to have some of the best tax advantages, could literally unlock other things in the future. A 2% guaranteed rate could be phenomenal if it's an asset that unlocks other things. I just want to be very clear on that. And when someone's saying, "Oh, this dividend, this dividend, that company, that company," ask for one thing: can I have the internal rate of return? That is very much the way that we compare company to company. But then we also have to understand that the rate of return is one of many benefits as it relates to the benefit you're getting. It's like a lot of companies like to compete on dividend, but we've seen companies that have higher dividends that have worse internal rate of return because their company it's expensive to run. Maybe there's more death claims, other things. And so you actually have a company that has a smaller dividend that outperforms, how is that possible? It's because dividend and guarantees are half truth and they're misleading the public.
1: Yeah. So what I would say when you're looking at what company you want to use, I would say paying attention to the dividend rate is not necessarily that important. When I would say the dividend rate is important is if you have a policy already in force. Let's yeah. say I have a policy, you know, with Mass Mutual and I've had it for three years. Well, the following year I can see, well, if the dividend rate went down. Right, if it went down a basis point or something like that, well, then I know that my overall growth will probably be a basis point less the following year than it was that year. So dividend rates are good to compare from year to year for your current policy. But looking at it from an overall perspective of which company I should choose, it's just not a very good tactic overall because
0: there's so many other factors that that come into place. I think looking at a dividend history is good as it relates to, is this company something that I should do? But you can't say, oh, a dividend's Eight 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 seven seven six six five five, and this is a, you can't then follow that on an IRR. You can assume that if that's the trend, the IRR is not going to go up, but it's not a point for point kind of deal there. And so, hopefully, it's helpful. I hope you understand this and what I think the message that I want to share is: these are all great questions, but if you can't clearly, clearly articulate and understand why having life insurance, why having permanent life insurance heaven forbid, why having whole life insurance at the foundation of your life is beneficial. All these questions are really taking you from the core real benefit of having an and at your life. And I think all these are good, but what I find is when we're asking questions like all this, sometimes we're focused on a metric that may or may not good. translate to an outcome that we really want.